Hey, it's producer Michael Miracle here with a quick word of thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. It's folks like you who make this workplace movement work. That's why we strive to highlight great authors and experts who bring phenomenal insight on how to bring Jesus into your workplace. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers, and together we'll make the I Work For Him mission a success. Thanks again for listening. Let's start the podcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. In fact, on Tuesdays, we call it Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha as we deal with marriage and relationship issues as they impact our workplace. Because we all need to understand that if things are a little rough at home, they're going to impact how we're able to function during the day in our workplace, whatever that workplace may be. Isn't that true, Martha? That's most definitely true. So I'm really excited about today because we have two different authors coming on today. Two? Not just one, Not but just two? one, but two. And they're both women. And I think for the first time ever, I've read the books and you have not. And I did that on purpose so that, um, well, number one. Well, they're books that you need to learn from. How to romance <laughs> your husband. That's right. That's things That's like right. that. I, just, exactly I don't want right. to have to, hold, you know. I didn't want to know all the answers. But they apply to our listeners, and I yes, want to do. encourage everybody to stay tuned for the whole hour, because as we talk about two different books, you're going to sometimes wonder, why are we talking about so this So who are the, the two show? different authors we got today? Sharon Janes, and she wrote a book called A 14-Day Romance Challenge, and then later on in the show, we have Letitia. That's normally the kind of book that, that wives give their husbands and say, hey, this is what you need to do. I know, but it's really cool. I can't wait for you to hear about how God led her to write this book and the response that people are getting. And it's just been, it's really neat to to hear how it's all coming together. And then later on in the show, Letitia Sook, and she wrote a book called Get Away With God. And this one, both of these uh, relate back to the workplace because number one, encouraging our, our, our marriage and our relationships improves our work efficiency and a productivity because we come to work with a better frame of mind. And then also get away with God is learning um, how to make God a priority in our relationships and um, really be able to focus on how we can set time aside for God, make that a priority and not waste our um our time. Okay, so while we're waiting to connect up with Sharon Janes today, let's talk about the upcoming 2018 Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat, sponsored by I Work For Him. Well, okay, well, we just really quick. It's not too late. It's not too early to get signed up for our marriage retreat cruise. And she is, uh, we've got Sharon on the line. Perfect. We do. We got Sharon on the line. But I want to still tell people, okay. you can sign up for the marriage cruise. Go to I Work For Him. Click on the events tab. You can get signed up now. There's only 20 couples spots. And we had one couple last night tell us they're going, so that might leave only 19. (laughs) It is a very intimate weekend, fun weekend, February 8th through the 12th, 2018, just 10 months from now. Yes, I'm so very excited. So, Sharon, we want to welcome you to the I Work For Him radio program. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you for coming on the air with us today. And so as we are introducing you to our listeners, I'd love for you, we're talking with Sharon Janes. I didn't even say her whole name, so I apologize. And before (laughs) we get into talking about your book, I would love for you to just share a little bit about what God has been doing in your life personally um, in the recent days. In the recent days. Or months. Or months. Or months. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's um, just, I think, getting ready for Easter and... Um, hmm. just thinking of the past week of 
of all that it's happening right now. I mean, that happened right now this oh, very yeah. week leading up to to Easter. It's just been hitting me again. I'm just going back through and and reading those that last week of Jesus's life and all the gospels and and praying through that. Um, it's it just hits me every time, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was um, in one of my books, um, "Take Hold of the Fate Too Long For." I have a chapter in that in there about what if. And and just that worry that we have, what if this happens, what if that happens? And one thing I said in that book is the worst what if that could ever happen has already happened. And that is the Son of God was crucified. But mm. look what happened on the other side of that and on all of our worries that we have, that God is always right there and there's always something good on the other side of that what if. Um, so anyway, that's kind of what I've been thinking about this week and this morning. <laughs> well, and that's a great challenge for our listeners just to remember that not to just all of a sudden it's Easter and we're just planning a menu, um, but more importantly, preparing our hearts to really remember what Jesus Christ did for us, each and every one of us. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. So I want to jump right in because we, we want to get, we want to cover a lot of ground in a short amount of time. And you, we're going to talk today about the book that you just recently released, A 14-Day Romance Challenge. And I would love for you to tell the listeners where you got the idea for this book. <laughs> well, it's something I actually did in my own life. <laughs> so, um, that's where the idea came from. Um just a few years ago, I thought, you know, I'm just going to really romance my husband for, I, you know, it, it wasn't as, as methodically thought out as this book mm-hmm. is, but I thought I'm just going to do, you know, like a week or so, and I'm just going to really romance him every day. And, um, and man, just seeing the change that happened in him, the change that happened in me. So then after I did that, um, I did it online with, um, I have a blog, SharonJames.com. And with my blog readers, I said, okay, we're going to do this together. You're going to sign up, sign up for this 14-day romance challenge. I'm going to send you something to do every day. And I had a little Facebook page where we could chat about what was happening. And I think I had about 25,000 women sign up. So I thought, oh, my amazing. goodness. Amazing. Um, that is amazing. Kind of a need here. And um, so I did, I did it twice just online. And then finally um, my publisher said, you know, why don't you just do this in a book form? So um, that's kind of where this came from. And then in the book form we added like, twice as much as material as that I did that when I did it online. So that's, that's kind of where it came from. And a we're, lot talk, of, uh, we're talking today with the, Sh- we're talking today with Sharon Janes. You can find out more about her online at SharonJanes J A Y N E S dot com SharonJanes dot com about her book that she just released, the fourteen day romance challenge. That's right. So thank you for sharing that. We just want to make sure everybody knows who we're talking to and what this book is, because I love the fact that so many people wanted to be involved in the challenge online. You can take this book, read it for yourself, implement it in your own marriage. Um, One of the things, Sharon, that because we are a a show that helps our listeners to um, incorporate their faith into the workplace, but on Tuesdays, we set aside time to talk about relationships and improving our relationships helps improve our work life. How, when you said you did this first with your husband, how did you, what, what did you see? What was the impact? Well, I think with with Steve, he just saw that, first of all, I was thinking about him. And I asked him that, you know, when it was all, all said and done and I was getting ready to do it with a group of other people. Um, I said, what is it about this? Of course, he got a lot of attention and he loved that. But he said, it just just the fact that, that you're thinking about me during the day mm-hmm. and that you're thinking ahead. Um, he said, that probably meant more to me than anything. 
And um, so I think that's just one thing that the guys just really love to know. Isn't it amazing that when we go into a marriage and we don't even think about the fact that there's going to be a point where we, our husband doesn't know that we're thinking about them, that they're not a priority, but we let life get in the way, don't we? We do. I mean, especially if, I mean, that happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you if you both have jobs and you're working with people in the workplace, you're working, you, you come home, you're tired, you probably have a routine that you fall into. And lot, routine, even good routine, um, can be bad for a marriage sometimes because you're just not taking the time to pay attention to each other, to do things for each other. And then on top of that, if you have children, a lot of times the husband feels like he's on the back burner and just really wonders where he fits in in all this. So um, there's a we have to just take time to make our marriage a priority. It is not going to happen automatically. You know, what I love best, Sharon, about this whole book is that most of these books are written for men to romance their husband or to romance their wives. And this is, a, this is the first one I've ever seen that was written to women to romance their husbands. I think that's a great approach. <laughs> I bet you do. Takes a little pressure, <laughs> takes a little pressure off. Well, talk to that, because you talk about that in the beginning of the book, about men actually do want romance. They do. That, see, we're more like, we are, women are more apt to say it. Um, a mm. man's not really going to say it so much, but they really do, too. They, they want to know that, that you still want them, that you desire them, and um, they want that romance, too. So, yeah. That is so great. So let's give it to them. (laughs) There you go. That's exactly right. So I really do want to encourage our listeners to um, be able to pick up a copy of this book at the women listeners. We don't want men necessarily to go buy this and give it to their wife. It kind of loses a little bit. It's payback. Come on, it's payback. It's not like a diet book. All right, but people can go out and get a copy of Sharon Jane's latest book. The 14-Day Romance Challenge on her website, SharonJanes.com, Sharon, J-A-Y-N-E-S.com. So one of the things that I would love for you to do is to kind of set up for our listeners what, how the book is laid out. And then I want to dig in a little bit to day 11 just to give them an example of what they can see when they read this book for themselves. So tell us about how it's structured. Well, it's structured with, obviously, the 14 days, and I have another book that I've written called Becoming the Woman of His Dreams, Seven Qualities That Every Man Longs For. And in that, when I wrote that book, I interviewed men and did surveys with men to find out qualities that that men longed for. Mm -hmm. So in this book, I've pulled out some quotes from the other book, because this is a smaller book, and I've written down, have in here some of the quotes from the men about what they really long for in a wife. And then I have some commentary before it gets to the challenge, just a different different things like what a man thinks about and um, how to you pray for You wrote that husband. in a book? <laughs> what? Yeah. You yeah. wrote that yeah. in a book, <laughs> what a man thinks about? Yes, I did. Can you believe it? Um, and then um, it has the actual, at the end of each of the 14 days, there are um, some challenges, some things to do to romance him, and it goes from very mild, such as put a chocolate kiss in his briefcase, to a little bit steamy. Just depends on how brave you want to be, such as to draw a draw a bath in candlelight and invite him to join you. So mm-hmm. um, each day, each of the fourteen days, there are five or six things that um, you get to pick from, and you pick one of those things to romance your husband that day. 
And I really think that one of the things that really res- was amazing to me and a great asset is where you did quote what men said, because a lot of women might read that and go, my husband would never like that or appreciate that. And they may not like, you know, we know our husbands and we know which, I mean, you give lots of examples so you can pick and choose, but the, but the bottom line is hearing a man say, you know, it really means a lot to me when she puts effort into our relationship or if she takes initiative once in a while or at all. Um, those are things that once you hear that in a quote from somebody you don't see face to face, you know, it helps to give the woman a little bit of courage, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that I'll what you're that might be one, your... That might be one of the most eye-opening things in the book are the quotes from the man about mm-hmm. what they really want. So, because, you know, what they, they told me things they probably wouldn't tell their, their wife because maybe they told them once and it didn't go very well. (laughs) So, um, you know, in a, in the survey, they did tell me what they really longed for. So. Right. Exactly. So let's dig into day 11 a little bit so you can give people an example of what one of the days of the romance challenge looks like. And that one is titled remembering what you need to remember, forgetting what you need to forget. Okay, so on day 11, that, that's the title, and it starts out um, just talking about suppose you've lost that loving feeling, and you just, you know, you, you really loved and adored your husband in the beginning, and now you can't even remember why. Um, you, maybe you really admired his finer qualities, but now you honestly can't even remember what they were. And that mm-hmm. has happened over a period of time after picking up dirty socks and just the day in and day out of life. Um, and I found it so interesting that um, looking at the statistics on people that were were um, surveyed, the yes. 86% of unhappily married people who stuck it out, they were re-interviewed five years later, and they said their marriages were much happier. And 60% of those same people who said that their marriages were unhappy and stayed together in five years, rated their marriage very happy or quite happy. So just sticking it out and staying together um, just is an amazing thing. Okay, so if you've lost that loving feeling, here's an idea. You know, it tells us in the Bible. We can talk about the Bible on this show, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Most definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. So, Sharon, you were just saying something about g- going back to the Bible and learning something. Yeah, yeah. In, in the book of Revelation um, where um, – God was talking basically to the church at Ephesus, and he hit, He said, I hold this against you. You've, you've forsaken your first love. Your love mm-hmm. has grown cold, in other words. And what he told that church was basically two things, remember and return. So we can just apply that same thing to our marriages when our marriages have gone, grown cold, is to remember and return. Remember what drew you to your husband in the first place. And if you're a man listening, what drew you to your wife in the first place? Remember those qualities and then return and do what you did at first. And that's really what we're doing in the 14-Day Romance Challenge. We're beginning, we're going back to doing what we did at first. So remembering and return. Um, so that's the, the kind of the teaching, if you will, on how to go to remember and go back um, to ha- remembering how you felt in the beginning, what you did in the beginning, and go back and do that. So there's there's a few pages on, on that teaching, and then there's the five romance ideas. We'd like to have those romance ideas for day 11. Yes. Do you want to hear that? I'm sure. Go right ahead. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, give people an example is, anyway. Okay, an example. Everyone loves a good story. So at the dinner table with your kids, go around and tell 
about when you first met your husband and how you felt about him. Uh, recall your first date, your first kiss, your first stance. Um, then put some of your favorite photos from your vacation around. Um, okay, now we're getting to a little bit more of what your husband's really excited about. Um, <laughs> run your fingers through his hair and give him a head massage. If he doesn't have any hair, you should give him a scalp massage. Um, and then go back to the one of the steamier challenges the day before that you did not do and get that one a whirl. So um, th- those are pretty... Um, those are great. Uh, and- not so steamy, but there are some steamy ones in here. And one of the things in the teaching section that I loved is you've got these little blurbs that you've um, highlighted, and you said, starting over may very well be the answer to your marriage problems, as long as it's with the same man. So I love Mm -hmm. that, how, you you know, you got our attention there when I started reading them, like, what? What is she talking about starting over? Mm -hmm. But starting over with the same man, being able to look back at where we started and going back there. Hey, we're talking today with Sharon Janes. She's written a book that's just been released, A 14-Day Romance Challenge. This is for women. Gentlemen, if you ever wanted to buy, call in and get a book for your wife, this would be a great day. Give her name, though. <laughs> Give her name when you call in, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. Call into the studio line, get a copy of a 14-day romance challenge. And if you want to find out more about our author guest today, Sharon Janes, go online to SharonJanes.com. That's Sharon, J-A-Y-N-E-S.com. That's right. So to go back to day 11, Sharon, let's finish up day 11 with talking about what are some of the responses you put in the book about what a guy says? Uh, one thing I want to mention, too, before I tell oh, you yeah. that is if that's talking about remembering, but then in the, remember the title was remembering what you need to remember and forgetting what you need to forget. Yes. And a big, a big part of having a healthy marriage is being a good forgiver. So we need to let go of some things in our marriage and quit carrying them around with us. So forgiveness is huge in looking at what you need to to let go of and and putting behind you. Okay, what the guys said on this particular day. Um, I've I've got four men in this section. One guy said, the woman of my dreams is one who is um, graceful in her demeanor, words and deeds. She's one who's not judgmental, does not hold a grudge, and does not continue to bring up past mistakes. So that's forgetting what you need to forget. Yes. Um, one guy said she needs to be patient and lot have lots of it. <laughs> Understanding and love go a long way. Please forgive me more often. That's all I really ask. Poor guy. He had several exclamation marks after that. Um, one guy said, I wish my wife would kidnap me for a romantic holiday, which we've never done. I'd settle for going to bed early so we wouldn't be so tired and coming to bed well, can I say that online? Yes, Coming you to bed can. With no clothes on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, and then one one guy said, "I think women need to understand just how critical it is that a husband feels like he is his wife's hero." So I think those quotes are so powerful because you're hearing from the guy's heart and saying, "You know what? This is what I want for my wife." Boy, these might be hard to do, but they don't they don't cost anything. They take some intentionality, and they take loving your husband. One of the things when you went back and we're talking about forgiveness, I underlined this. It says, I believe that forgiveness is the ultimate expression of love. And yeah. I believe that mm-hmm. to be so true. And so many times we keep a list 
of all the things that, you know, that, we, that's what I was surprised at. That one of the guys didn't say, I wish my wife would throw her mental list away. Well, she probably had some responses. Did you have any responses? I did have some people that said, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Not said that the, Mar- the one I Martha, did read said, bring it up over and over again. She, yeah, no. That, Martha that does not have a mental list. She does not. But I know that we've, as Martha and I have done marriage mentoring for almost two decades, that's one thing we hear all the time is that women have the uncanny ability to have almost total recall. Hmm. When, Which, we, when mm-hmm. we shouldn't, don't <laughs> Which, need it. When yeah, we shouldn't really be doing helpful. it. So that gives our listeners a glimpse into what a day looks like in this 14-day challenge. And I just want you to hit on the resources you put in the back of the book as well, because you gave some extra, you know, here's some encouragement of other things that you can do to uh, right, crank I have, it up. Um, after, because I'm hoping that people will go through this more than 14 days and come back mm-hmm. to it. You know, year after year, and at least take 14 days every year and do this challenge. But um, there are 150 additional ways to romance your husband. So that is just in list form. Um, There's also a section on how to have a romantic bedroom, because so many times the bedroom tends to be just cluttered and kind of a catch-all for everything. And we need to change that and make that um, one of the most relaxing rooms in the house, not a catch-all for everything. Yes. So it tells you exactly how to do that. Then there's 10 ways to love your husband according to his love language. And I love Gary Chapman's book on the five love languages. So mm-hmm. I exp- explain what those love languages are according to Dr. Chapman, and then give 10 ways, once you figure out what your husband's love language is, 10 ideas to ro- to romance him or to love him in a way that will mean love to him. And that is fantastic. Is a, a, Sharon, a I got it. We're at the end of the we're at the end of the segment. Sharon okay. Janes, thank you so much for being on iWork for him to talk all about your 14 day romance challenge. We, maybe we just need to schedule a future show where we talk the whole time about. it. I like where this conversation's going. Sharon Janes, <laughs> thanks so thanks so much for being on iWork for him today. Thanks, Sharon. Sharon. Bye bye. Fabulous. So, Letitia Succo, I want to welcome you to iWork for him. Thank you. Oh, so glad to have you on the show with us today. I want to, before we start talking about this book, which I absolutely love and I'm challenged to put it into practice, Oh, good. I, I, I would love for you to just tell our listeners a little bit about what God is doing in the intimate details of your life right now. Oh, boy, I just open up my prayer journal and every day is just coming back to him and like all the rest of us, you know, some days I just feel like, okay, I've got it. You know, I, I finally understand, and and I've got the plan, and I understand God's love for me, and I'm going to be working out of that. And then other days, you know how those other days are. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, I thought I had this figured out. But, but still, it's just back to trust has been such a theme for me for Gosh, month after month, year after year, just trusting God in the details when when you can see them and when you can't see them. Mm. So that is still probably the dominant theme of what's going on with me. (laughs) I think that's the dominant theme for all Christ followers, learning to trust in everything And, and saying it out loud. Oh, it doesn't make sense. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. And that's really what Martha and I go through the Jesus calling and are constantly reminded to trust. All right, I'll let it back to you girls. Me too. Same thing. That that book just speaks to me every day. And God obviously knew that we were going to struggle in that area because there sure is a lot of scripture that helps us to be reminded to trust him. So 
Before we dig into your book, I want, I, I'm afraid that our listeners are going to get scared by this concept of <laughs> taking a personal retreat and getting away with God and going, oh, I can never do this. I'm going to tune, tune it off and listen to something else. So I want you to just give a little challenge as to why people should st stay tuned and believe that this is something that they can do in their own life. The example that, that I give was is that of our, our smartphone, or even if you don't have a smartphone, you have some kind of phone. Usually most of us do these days. Mm -hmm. and, and that phone only works at its optimum when it stays recharged. And most of us have known that experience of thinking, oh, I've got plenty of battery left. And then we look and we're almost out. And then we just get panicky about, well, what if I have to do something? What if I have to call someone? And I believe that our souls operate in the same way, that we just need to plug them in for that recharge now and then. And we can do that. We can do those short recharges on a daily basis with our, with our time with Jesus. But to, our souls can benefit from that longer recharge. And it doesn't have to be way long, and it doesn't have to be way far away, but just to plug it in for a little bit longer than usual. And in the book, I give lots of ways and examples for how that that can be done by just about anybody. So, so don't run away, stay and listen. I think you'll find something here for you too. There you go. So tell us how you started implementing personal retreats into your own life, because this was a journey for you and you have lived it out to the point where you've written this book. This isn't just like, oh, I've got this idea I want to share with everybody. You have quite a history of having personal retreats. So tell me about that. Well, it's interesting when I look back and think, wow, that was a long time ago that I did that the first <laughs> time. And like you know, anybody that hangs around at a church for any length of time will get invited on a retreat of some sort generally. So I was on my church's retreat. I was in my mid-20s. I was on the church retreat just because that's just what you do. But I was wandering around during the, like, tiny bit of free time in the afternoon that these retreats provide. And believe me, I was having a good time. I was connecting with people. I was forming new friends, strengthening old friends. Getting The worship was great. The food wasn't bad. The teachings were good. But, but I still was just looking for a little bit more, and as I was wandering around, I found in the bookstore area of the retreat center a brochure that said private retreats available, and and boy, something about that just whet my appetite, like, wait, I could go on a retreat and just be me and God and not these other people, not that I had anything against them, right. but it was just a different idea, and mm -hmm. it sounded so enticing. I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that, and then in the next minute, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. You know, I'm not holy enough. I'm not spiritual enough. I'd be bored. What would I do the whole time? But, but I was intrigued enough to take the brochure home. And not long after that, I got it, you know, one of the many stuck points that we all get in of, oh God, what are you trying to say to me? What is your plan for me? If only I just had longer to listen. If only I had longer time to wait for you to reveal this to me, to help me untangle some of these knots. And then I remembered the brochure. So I pulled it out and thought, well, I'm not even sure what a private retreat is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it happen, whatever it is. So I called the facility, acted like I did this all the time. I'd like to make a <laughs> reservation for a private retreat with as much confidence as I could muster. And, and they took me seriously. They made me a reservation. So and I um, came so up with a schedule that. and went. 
And so I, that's where I want you to um, tell some of the details of what you experienced then when you went on your very first um, personal retreat. Oh, it was, you know, it was just about 40 years ago, but it still feels like it could have been last weekend. I mean, those details are still so vivid for me that, I mean, I drove there with about maybe 20-minute drive thinking kind of, both flipping back and forth with, what am I going to do? Oh, I can't wait to do this, but what am I going to do? And I came with my Bible. I came with a, a devotional book that I was reading at the time. I came with an empty journal, and that's about it. And I sort of showed up. They showed me to my room, and as soon as I walked in there, I just felt the presence of God waiting for me in that mm. space. And felt like I didn't have to have the whole thing planned. I could just show up. <laughs> say, okay, God, here I am, that kind of opening ceremonies of sort that I really encourage women to to do when they get in a retreat, and just Mm -hmm. felt that clear leading, okay, why don't you read this now, and then why don't you just go take a walk now, and maybe you might want to lay down for a little bit, and it it just unfolded the whole time, and I just remember feeling such intimacy, such love, such... um, being treasured, and also getting some answers to some of the things I was seeking for at that time. So when I drove out of there the next evening, I couldn't wait to go back. That's Mm. so powerful. And and we're talking today with Letitia Sook. She's written a book, Get Away With God, Every Woman's Guide to a Personal Retreat. But this this idea for personal retreat is not just from the four women. This is an idea. I, I have a guy, a good friend of my life, who does this on a monthly basis. Oh. Is a great example. <laughs> and I can honestly say, I can't remember the last time we got it. Well, it was September two years ago. I think we got yes. away for an entire week away but from was, quiet and TV quiet. and mm-hmm. reading Aww. and whatever. But mm-hmm. what, how powerful. So, Letitia, you're kind of walking us through this very first experience you had as, mm-hmm. with a personal retreat. And I believe that um, it really is helpful for people to hear what you did and that you didn't have all the it all planned out and you didn't know the whole agenda. But... In the book, you do, because you've had many years of experience Mm -hmm. now of doing personal retreats, you have given a lot of ideas to the reader so that they can, you know, read that and kind of see what resonates with them and what might work. And and then I love how you explain to just be open and just allow the Lord to lead what it is that your time needs to represent and how you need to spend it. So you were just saying there um, that you, towards the end of that first day, you re- you knew you were ready to come back already. That this I was sure was, a, yes. A returning event. I, I went back a few months later. I've been going back ever since. I, I think I have at least 60 retreats. I, I, I could try to figure it out, but I don't need to. At least 60, I think, oh. personal retreats of 24 hours and maybe a little bit longer and I've had two five-day personal retreats. That is so fabulous. So one of the things that sounds very overwhelming for somebody who's just listening in (laughs) and going 60 days, 60, you know, that they, she Uh set a time to do this. But one of the things that you say in your book that I found very convicting, but very true is that you could have a girlfriend call you and say, Hey, let's go spend the day at the mall. 
you wouldn't okay. think anything of it. And you would spend that day at the mall or you would spend that day at the beach or you would um, spend that day doing whatever it is that you, you know, you've decided to do for that day. And that day would have been dedicated to something. But why is it that you think that we feel guilty when we set aside a day to spend with the Lord? I think that it's some of it is because it's not quite as clearly defined as that day at the mall or that day at the beach. And so we don't have, we don't know exactly what is going to be in that day. And so it's easy to think, no, no, not this time. Great idea, but not now. And I think that that's where many of us start with great idea, but not now or, or not for me or, and as, as women, I think this may be an issue for men too, but I'm only speaking from the female perspective here, that (laughs) we do tend to feel guilty when we spend time on ourselves, especially Mm -hmm. by ourselves like that. I mean, it would be hard for, I think, that same woman to maybe go to the beach for the whole day by herself or go to the mall, perhaps, maybe not for everyone, but by herself, like it's with a friend, it's fun. fulfills another function as well. So it is easy for us to talk ourselves out of good ideas many times. Oh, that's a good point. So what can we say to the listeners to encourage them to to take that initiative in their own lives and say, you know what, I want you to, um, you know, let the Lord speak to them and say, I want you to spend a day with me. How can we encourage them to take that first step? I would encourage them to start by asking him that question or to Put that invitation out. Put that desire out. I would like to spend a day away with you. This sounds like a good idea, but I have a lot of questions. Can you help me? And believe that it was that is his desire to spend that day with us. We think we want to spend that day with him, but he wants to spend that day with us. So to really trust, back to the trust again, that he will help us fill in the details, that he will push our desire from the mid-range to the high range of wanting to do this. And I have seen that happen many times when, God, I believe this is of you. Help make this happen for me. And then just watch as the details come together. Well, and we're talking today with Letitia Sook about her book, Get Away with God for every woman's the every woman's guide to a personal retreat but Letitia, what i love about the and i want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you on the web com. but people aren't going to necessarily know how to find that <laughs> Letitia, l-e-t-i-t-i-a-s-u-k.com or hope for the best.org that's another website they can find you that way that's right. Or just go to Getaway with God. Like, you know, if you Google ah, Getaway like with God, you'll find me. Yes. That would be a good one there. Getaway with Somebody God. Somebody was smart there. This <laughs> idea of a personal retreat, and we'll, we'll just, we just, we're running out of time in this segment. When we come back, I really want to talk, because it's powerful mm-hmm. for men and women who are Christ followers to get that quiet time with God, because there's so much garbage noise around us. What is the, what is, in, in 30 seconds or less, what's the most powerful thing that's ever happened to you in one of these personal retreats? For me, the personal retreats result in, first of all, just a really renewed sense of purpose. So sometimes I'm just, you know, stuck with what is it that I'm supposed to be doing right now? And I just get away with God and I just, you just hear more clearly when there's not all the other noise around or a clarity of vision. That's another big takeaway that God doesn't ask us to do everything. He doesn't ask us to to be a generalist, but he has specific plans for us, and we can listen to those. And some very naughty times in my life where I've gone away, I feel like he has just put the oil of the Holy Spirit on those knots, and they have just untied, and I've gotten some real clarity 
about what to do next or what to do in my in, in with my parenting of our four children or any kind of times like that or ideas for writing or speaking and the fourth one is just that overwhelming sense of being loved and sometimes mm-hmm. that that is just the biggest takeaway no particular breakthroughs no big takeaways but boy am i loved by god and so you share in in one of your experiences how you saw the love of God in the fact that he actually provided you with a set-aside chair on a beach at a time when you, you know, weren't, you didn't have a plan for how you were going to spend your time at the beach. And he kind of showed off in a, in a way with a reserved chair just for you. And that showed the, the love that God had for you, didn't it? Oh, my gosh, that is like one of the best things that ever happened to me. I have a picture of the, and I tell the story in the book, and I have a picture of those mm-hmm. chairs like inside my Bible, and I have another picture on the wall in my office. It was just the most amazing thing of, you know, when I expected there to be nothing available on the beach. He told me, go on down there. There wasn't going to be a place for me to sit. I didn't have a chair. I couldn't rent a chair. And I get down to the beach, and these two lovely chairs side by side, joined together with a reserved sign on them, and they were reserved for me. I absolutely so, know that. So. so here's a question from a husband's standpoint. You said you had four children. How in the world did you ever find time to get away for a personal <laughs> retreat? And did you and your husband trade off so he got personal retreats? He, he takes more personal retreats now than he used to, but at the time, and he had that and still does have that real sense of trust that when I hear something from God, that he he really backs me up. And when I said, I really think I need to do this, I feel like I'm being called to go away, he was like, well, what can I do to help? And Mm. really made that happen. And I know that that's not the case with every marriage, so I know how fortunate I am with that. But find that, again, just to, there's sometimes there needs to be a lot of conversation ahead of time about that, but I do believe most of the time it can be worked out. So I love that. And you give some great examples in the in your book that I encourage people to pick up and read that help them to see how God provided and made the way. This has not been easy, but he has provided. So the last thing I want you to share with our listeners is, say you take a personal retreat, you're feeling refreshed, you come back, you know, on top of the mountain. How do you keep that when you walk back into the hectic life that we live in now? Well, that's a very timely question. I just took a group of 10 women away this past weekend, which I, I do. I mean, how could that be year. a retreat? Oh, my. <laughs> oh, this is not well, a silent we, retreat. Uh, no. we, we go away to a retreat center. They are almost exclusively on their own, but I have a couple touch points of very brief times. It just gets them out the door and into retreat. Everyone has their own private room, and it really does work quite well. Mm-hmm. But I gather them together at the end and say, okay, get ready to go back. And yeah. it starts with prayer to really commit your, your return, just to really trust whatever you walk into, God knew you were walking into that. And whether it's calm or whether it's chaotic, that you are equipped for, for that at that time. I encourage them to put their notes or whatever whatever happened on the retreat to get it in some form that they can review that often so they can mm-hmm. go back and like do not forget in the darkness what God spoke in the light. So mm-hmm. to really be able to, oh, yes, that, that really did happen there. Mm-hmm. Some of the women took photographs, and I know that those will help them too. And then to have that plan 
you may not be able to get away more than once a year, even if that, but you can have little mini retreats in your home or at an outdoor right. space in, in your area. So that, to really, that responsibility, I believe, is ours with God's help to create mini retreats yes. throughout our regular life. Letitia Sook. Thank you so much for being on iWork for him and sharing your latest book, Get Away With God. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. Make sure you check her out online at Get Away With God online. Get Away With God, Letitia Sook. Martha, that was a phenomenal conversation. Mm-hmm. We need to schedule personal retreats right away. Yes, we do. Yes, we Good do. Idea. Right after you're done practicing does. that other book, 14-Day <laughs> Romance Challenge. You've been listening to iWork for him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for for him. him.